Welcome to Collector's Corner, the premier digital art platform. We help collectors gain and maintain their edge, all while appreciating beautiful art. Let's jump in. Hello, friends. Welcome back to another episode of Cornering the Market from Collector's Corner, your weekly digital art focused on gen art review of what has been going on. And this week, my co-host Jared is back from vacation. Jared, how are you back. doing? I'm back. It feels like an eternity with the NFT NYC break and then my my week out of the country. But as always, I'm living the dream. Happy to be back. Happy to be talking to each and every one of you. So thank you for listening. And uh, hopefully I can bring a little bit more enthusiasm from uh, my rest. That's right. Jared's rested. He's ready to go. The market's resting too, but we'll get to that. Today, is Thursday, April 27th. This will be out tomorrow, Friday, April 28th. As always, we will have a Twitter thread, a bit of a remix on it this time. I haven't even told you about this, Jared, but our friends at Stellar's DAO are going to help us cut up some videos. So we'll have a, a little bit of a different tweet thread. Might be out a couple of days after the podcast and the newsletter. So check those out. Speaking of the newsletter showing here on screen, collectorscorner.substack.com. Check it out, direct to your inbox. No distracting tweets, no distracting Discord. You can just read it off of your email or come to the website. And we add in stories that don't fit anywhere else. We try to keep these short and to the point. And please, on Twitter, YouTube, subscribe, like, comment. It really helps us out if you're enjoying the content. And as always, we will cover things that... Sorry, excuse me. We will note what we own, any disclaimers we have as we talk through different projects. And one other update, I mentioned this last week, but I'm launching Collector's Corner Premium. So we're shifting some content over there. We'll have more release recaps over there, more market overviews, and we'll highlight more opportunities and early trends. This is for folks who are serious about building wealth through digital art. So specific content focused on that. And for folks who are really wanting to stay on top of the trends, what are the newest innovative stuff coming out there? We'll cover a little bit of it here, but more of that is going to shift over to the premium. If you're interested, please send us an email, collectorscornernft at gmail.com or DM on Twitter, which we will show right here. Here's our Twitter at collectors underscore XYZ. Anybody is interested in somebody collecting digital assets for them, Jared is the founder of the 8NAP Digital Asset Fund. Give him a follow. This is his Twitter handle, Jared underscore pause. Check out 8NAP Art as well. Excuse me, 8NAP Digital Asset Fund. And this is me at Aston Cloud. A lot of stuff at the beginning, but right before we dive in, please just a quick word from our very first awesome sponsor, Eclipse.art. I fell in love with blockchain because I believe open decentralized systems have the power to change the world. So I'm really excited to be working with Eclipse.art. They're the first on-chain self-custody generative art platform focused on Ethereum. This really matters because open platforms foster innovation and the best ideas spread to benefit us all, which is really exciting whether you're an artist, a builder, or a collector. So for artists, Eclipse gives you full control over your contracts, open C pages, royalties, and you can create and host individual drop pages on your own domain. You also don't need to know Solidity. They also have a fantastic UI that makes it easy to launch and test collections. For builders, Eclipse offers a sophisticated developer API, so you can build on top of their platform and create fantastic new experiences, which benefits the artists and collectors too. 
also they'll be branching out to other L2s and EVMs, which is going to be quite the sandbox. And for collectors, Eclipse is built by people like us, generative art enthusiasts, so they know what kind of experience we want. Our marketplace features to cut down on fees, auto capture of royalties to make it easy to support your favorite artists, and smart UX and UI. Their platform is tailored to help you find great art. I'm excited to see the innovations Eclipse is bringing to the market and highly recommend you check them out. Again, whether you're an artist, builder, or collector. All right, we're back. We're sitting on the article homepage. Let's start with a vibe check. Jared, what is the current vibe in the market from your standpoint? The current vibe I had is I had picked a really good time to go away for NFT NYC and uh, vacation. It just seems to be... Um, I feel as though I'm a little bit more optimistic than most. I feel as though we are in a transition point, seeing the amount of capital poured into squiggles, which we'll hit on and a few other things. I'm cautiously optimistic right now. I don't think we're out of it. I'm not willing to, you know, plant the flag of, uh, of, of the bottom is in for NFTs. Um, but there, there is a, a glimpse of optimism in my opinion. And I'm, I'm eager to see where we where we're headed, but I'm also approaching it with a bit of um, anticipation and anxiety, honestly. Yeah, I think that's a fair take. Sentiment continues to be low. We're seeing some capitulation, some some low priced items hit that we didn't think would get quite that low in Ethereum terms. Let's keep that in mind. In US dollar terms, things are not quite as bad as Ethereum has done quite well. And you know, it's healthy in a market to see some capitulation and some low volume periods, though it may not feel as great. And we don't actually have this in a lot of the stats that we show, although Collector's Corner is working on getting more stats. You also want to look at the median price. You know, the median price can tell you more than just the floor price because often there are people who are, are trying to exit. And there are wealthy collectors and funds who kind of know what's happening. These are experienced folks in investing in, in any asset class. And so they're, they're kind of waiting. They're, they're waiting for a little bit more pain and a few other things. So the vibe is down a little bit, I would say, but not significantly different from before. Now let's talk about some blue chip generative art. Uh, we're not going to go through the, the top sales, the top three as we've done before, uh, but we are going to talk about some notable sales. Jared, what have you been seeing moving? So, well, there's not a lot of big sales this week. Um, a couple in the 20s for squiggles, which we'll get into. But the the highlight was an autoglyph sale. Um, it was kind of cool to to see one go. Definitely at 155, it felt like a, a little bit of a deal relative to to the previous sales. However, you know, other than that, it's really just a, some. I hate to say it, but like runs on maybe I'll call projects that aren't accustomed to having a high number of sales. We saw it in fragments and then there was a run on photon stream that Harvey was pretty, you know, vocal about. Um, and then you also noted, and we were talking about this earlier, there's, there was a run on, on Voyager. So uh, again, off camera, we discussed it. I'm not sure where this goes or what that means for the projects, if it's a spike up or down, but you know, overall, you know, these are projects that, you know, see a couple sales every other week and, you know, they're in the double digit sales, you know, 16, 20 plus. So, uh, it's interesting to see the the attention go back there, but from big big sales, you had one one Fidenza and the Autoglyph that was of note this week. Yeah, and the other place where we've seen a little bit of liquidity 
it's I mean it's not generative art and it's too early to say blue chip, but some of these uh post photo AI collections saw some runs. Uh one that has been quite popular is called Pink by Simon Rayon. Uh and if you look here at the activity, solid run of sales. A lot of these I believe were, were Kevin Abosh swept something like six of them. So not not a lot of sustained stuff going on these days, uh, but that's a great recap. And speaking of not a lot going on, uh, FX Hash, what's been going on there, Jared? That was a brilliant transition. Uh, outside of some Zancan, obviously the enthusiasm for charcoal seeds still coming in under the params. I mean, you saw a couple dragon sale, one mo garden monolith, which sold for 9,000 Tez. It's got to be a, a recent low. I mean, you see the volume fall off really quickly after those. Um, we'll touch on uh, Juan Rodriguez's uh, release a little bit later, but just little trickle of some of the more established projects. I mean, you're seeing the same people, Cam Asendorf, uh, Zancan, a little bit of uh, Asakia, but Mapan, it, it's, it's just a trickle man it's it's slow to say the least i'm hoping that the collection offer is going to pump up some volume but i think it's also a drop in floors uh in the near term because people are looking for that liquidity good opportunity you know the, i'm an optimist so for those who are looking at fx hash collections the uh and getting an entry point if you're not super particular about the aesthetic there's a really good opportunity to put in collection offers you're seeing a lot of these things get accepted that's right. And these collections up here are really uh, the who's who of FX hash. Like you're seeing what's blue chip. We're, we're seeing quite a flight towards that blue chip art. And that's where there is liquidity and volume and, and what's really considered the best of the best on these various platforms. It's actually striking how, uh, how, how consistent that is here. I mean, these are like, with the exception of a couple of new collections here, Reflejos, Transmontana, Charcoal Seeds. Uh, these are like just the top collections that have been for quite a while on FX hash. So um really interesting to see that. And of course, one of the top collections that we always talk about, Squiggles. It's been going on with Squiggles, Jared. Yeah, this has been the ray of sunshine for me in the generative art space. The the volume's up. It was kind of fun to to be in the Squiggle Dow Discord a couple of days ago and just see all the the sales being ticked off. Uh and it was it was just fun to watch the sales feed, but volume is up to roughly 510 ETH, which is up from 370 previously. Floor price had a pretty sizable appreciation, relatively speaking, to 9.09, .09, up from 8.3 uh, last week. And then uh, sales up to 53 from 35. It, I, very positive. Uh, it's about with the 500 ETH in volume. I, I My gut just tells me that this isn't sustainable for a little bit. Um, but we'll, I'm fully anticipating a little bit of a retracement. I don't, I don't see it staying up there. My hope is that it does, but, uh, you're just seeing it already today. Today's Thursday, the 27th that we're recording. There hasn't been a sale today. So, you know, I, I feel like there's a ebb and flow to it. Um, some of the highlights, you know, selfishly, uh, I was able to acquire and highlight that a single digit number eight for eight nap felt it was very fitting, but we've seen a lot of like, um, incredible sales you see you saw two bold go this week one at 14 and one 14.5 you know it's way below uh, a typical multiple on the on the floor and then 
you saw what had to be probably the buy of this quarter or maybe even the year from a squiggle perspective, a wrapped ETH for roughly eight uh, ETH was accepted on, on squiggle number 300. So day zero, low color spread, just a phenomenal, phenomenal buy. And for reference, a low color spread day zero sold for 20.99 earlier. So, I mean, just really, really, again, if you're out there and you're, you're, you're putting in the work, there's good opportunity, but it's encouraging to see roughly 500 ETH in volume. Yeah, absolutely. And Jared, do you have a sense of are these new buyers coming in for squiggles or are these like old people, not old, but people who are already holders that are, you know, taking advantage of the low liquidity environment? It's a mix of both. Um, you know, I won't give, give away everybody's, um, you know, alpha here, but I've seen some more established buyers get in at Weath and then take out uh, NFT FI loans against them because there's really a high asymmetric risk reward um, play there if you're astute enough. So there's some people who are doing that, but I've also been, it's been very encouraging that with the dip down to, you know, the eight to nine area on the floor, it's, it's created an entry point for a lot of people. I've seen a lot of people post none, not a lot. I've seen a fair number of people on Twitter posting about being able to acquire their first squiggle, which is very, very encouraging. So um, I don't have the statistics in front of me to say definitively one way or the other, just my gut tells me it's a mix of both. Yeah, that, that sounds about right. And it's qualitatively, I'm hearing similar stuff in discords as well. People feeling like, okay, they, they can get their first squiggle and, and they've been waiting a long time for that. So it's exciting to see the holder base expanding, especially this, you know, because squiggles are one of the more concentrated collections just due to the nature of when they released and, and how few people were paying attention way back then over two years ago. Let's uh, talk about friendship bracelets real quick. Uh, friendship bracelets uh, did not have a great week this week, which represented, I think, the broader generative art market, 121 sales versus 275 last week, 20.4 ETH in volume versus 42.1 the last week. Floor price is still holding it's 0.145 versus 0.16. There are 2,571 listings. It's not shown here on screen. Liquidity is down. Like I said, fairly consistent with everything else. Um, not a lot to read into here. Just uh, you know, just patient, patiently waiting and seeing how this all manifests. All right, let's do some release recaps. Uh, I'll pull it up on screen here, but I wanted to start with "Still Moving" by Sasha Styles and Nathaniel Stern. And and by start, you know, we'll talk about this release recap on the premium service. We'll go into more depth and different releases, but this was the latest Artblocks curated. It released just yesterday. Um, it's been over 24 hours. It has not minted out yet. It got to the resting minting price of 0 0.2 ETH. 155 out of 400 have minted, so fewer than half of them. Uh, you know, this is interesting on a couple levels. I mean, one, I think it, it certainly shows that this type of art, which is more conceptual in nature, just doesn't resonate with the current crowd. That's not to say that it won't in a year or even six months, but it's been fairly consistent that projects like this, which are more conceptual, don't resonate. I mean, it's a cool project. If you know, definitely worth checking out. If you go to the actual website where it is releasing on Artblocks, um, it'll take me a second to find it, but you, you know, it it, it activates your camera. And with your camera, it kind of follows you and uh, the art is modified in that way. 
it just kind of attracts your emotion. So it, it's cool in that sense. Uh, but I got to say, Jared, you know, I, I think conceptual art is cool, but I personally believe that you could have conceptual art that also is very uh, kind of visually focused. This one is both conceptual and has poetry. And it's just my personal preference. Uh, and, you know, I would argue that the crowd feels similarly, but I think that this is, there's been a lot of discussion in block talk about this and whether the curation board should have chosen something like this to be an art blocks curated versus perhaps an art blocks presents. Uh, would love your thoughts on this, uh, any of it. I think this is worth having discussion because it's it's something that's happening uh, in discords and uh, for our listeners, it might be helpful to hear what we think about it. Uh, I think overall, it's just a reflection on where we're at today. Art Blocks is obviously a very well respected platform. It's just it's tough, man. It's tough right now, and I uh, I'm just sitting back, trying to observe and and taking this in as a data point of where we're going. Yeah, absolutely. And look, I I think I I feel pretty confident, and I haven't done an analysis on this, so perhaps I will. But that some of these conceptual projects don't resonate as well with this crowd, and I do think that there have been a few of these coming out as with a curated label. And it's, you know, I think this is a natural progression towards people starting to follow artists more than platforms. There have been a few art blocks curated recently that just haven't resonated with the broader crowd. And, you know, it's not about making money and price, but you the price is useful in getting a pulse on what the crowd thinks about a certain release. Of course, the market's down. There's no question in a different market, things could be different. So we'll have to see how that goes. But I think that it is, uh, you know, I think we're going to see, especially with the proliferation of new platforms, I think we're going to see more and more people following artists rather than platforms, which I believe is is probably healthy in the long term. Uh, but there's no doubt that Art Blocks Curated will continue to be king. Next, speaking of new platforms, I want to talk about Art Child. So Jared, you and I haven't even talked about this. So our friend in Grailers, Tony Marinera, and uh, his wife, Christina, have released Art Child. I, I hear from Tony that it's really the brainchild of his wife, and they have a release coming up with Sinclair. And this release, so if you don't know Sinclair, they're a great digital artist, super rare artist. Here is their super rare page. And what I really like about Art Child is your ability to customize art. So so what is Art Child? Let me show you guys on screen because again, like I think this is super cool. So they actually started with physicals first. Jared, you, you may not remember this. I barely remember this, but we covered this way back in one of our first Cornering the Market episodes. It was November 9th that we covered it. Um, but they started with physicals. And the whole idea is that you take editions, but you can then customize the edition for whatever you want it to be. And when you customize the edition, you kind of make it unique, almost like a one of one. And it comes out as an ERC 721, not an ERC 1155. And so Sinclair's release is coming out on May 2nd. We'll have it on our calendar. And you know, stay tuned, follow their Discord, excuse me, their Twitter for more information there. They, they probably have a Discord too. Um, but it's a little bit more pop art inspired, more for the masses. And they have a diverse group of artists and they really want it to be a discovery platform for people who can, who want to be artists. 
And so um, Sinclair's release is going to have four different portraits, but this this is an example here by Nico Linares on screen. Check this out. So Jared, you hit customize my own. Like I bet your kids would love this. And then you can zoom in here and then you can play with different color palettes. You can say, okay, I want the background to be green. And let's let's make the vines here like blue. And we'll make these other vines like this color. And through this process, you can kind of make your own art and then, you know, save whatever you like. And just, you know what? Let's change the background to be pink. Oh, there we go. That kind of pops. And clearly I'm not a visual artist, so do not copy mine. But the artists then have the ability to kind of lay out the outline. I think of it as like uh, digital art on training wheels. And you can just kind of play around with it. And similar to what we've seen with QQL and FX params on the generative art side, this is more for editions and digital art. And so I think that is super cool. I'm really excited for them because I think this is a really great innovation that could bring a lot more people into the fold. And from a purely like, you know, the way that we think about it standpoint by, by we, I mean us on the generative art side, this is like, you know, now you can get a unique piece out of what previously was an edition. And I think that, you know, we'll see what happens with editions, et cetera, and how different artists decide to utilize this. But I just think it's super cool and, and a really fun concept. And so I'm excited for this and I'm glad they're doing this. Uh, now, Jared, can I, any reactions? I know we haven't talked about this before, but I, I was saving this because I'd be really curious to hear what you think. I think it's cool. I think that especially if you resonate with a piece of art or at least the the outlines, being able to go in and put your own artistic touch on it um, is really cool and personalized. So I, I'm curious to see the, the stickiness of this long term. I think that there's a lot of potential for it. I really do think you just have to drive some attention to it and get people playing with it. That's that's super key to it. I mean, honestly, Outside of this, I was unaware of it. I'm going to blame that on my vacation uh, and being away for two weeks. But, you know, I, it, it definitely gets you a lot of time to play around with something. Um, yeah, and I think that what's really cool is, like, you don't you don't have to spend a bunch of money to start relating with the art and the artists. And, you know, if you want to mint it, you can. But I think it would be a great way to get more people involved in the digital art world, uh, especially sort of like the the fun pop art nature of it. I think it would appeal a lot to to kids as well. And I think that's that's cool, right? And we've talked about parametric artists before and, and we're going to talk about it a little bit later in the show. And so I think that just getting more of a relationship with the art is always cool. And it's 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 great to see something emerge that is not just purely about the money. Uh, not that everything is, but you know, there's a lot of that going on in the space. So I want to commend uh, Christina, Tony, and Sinclair, and everybody else at the art, art, uh, art child team about this. Now, talking about the money, you want to talk to us about the Sotheby's 3AC auction? Yeah, I mean, you can see it uh, kind of on screen. They're, the 3AC, you know, I think, which is very wise for our, um, our, I'll call it, the generative art community is they aren't dumping everything into the market all at once. I think there's probably people who are anxious for that, or at least licking their chops about it. But instead it looks like it's going to get trickled out. Uh, there are potentials for private sale and a few other things, but you could see up on screen right now, Sotheby's will have um, a limited number of pieces. I think it's like somewhere close to 10, but you can see seven. Boom. Look at that. 
P always trying to make me look smart and I'm not doing my best to help out, but seven pieces. There's three Fidenzas, two ringers and auto glyphs, a punk and a deaf beef. So overall, I think that, um, this is a, it's a super, super cool introduction to it. So anybody who's looking for it, you know, there's a, a great opportunity here, uh, and some really great pieces that are up for sale in a very, uh, um, you know, lots of grails. I mean, just having a 3d glasses punk that's out there. That's just super, super, uh, super cool. And I think some of the Fidenzas are really, really awesome. I, I love, um, yeah, I don't think they go for that little, but like that micro is just beautiful. The, the mono color on that kind of neutral background. I, I, I've seen that Fidenza number 861 getting a lot of praise for it being potentially a, one of the better out of the entire mints. So, you know, kudos to 3AC and BVD for having the foresight and buying such great and amazing art. But, you know, now it's uh, it's time for its next chapter in its void. Absolutely. And the other thing that folks should keep in mind, like these, these bids typically include some kind of taxes on top of them. So read the fine print, whatever you bid, expect there's going to be some percentage of a increased price that you ultimately end up paying. That's how these traditional auction houses typically work. That's a so, really great point. I mean, I, I don't know what uh, Sotheby's yet I'm planning on bidding, so I should know this, but you know, usually it's like 10 to 17, 18% on top of, it's called the bidder's premium that goes on top of the the final bid. So if you are looking at it, take a look. There are definitely um, additional costs hidden in there and just know what it is full disclosure before you, before you place that bid. Yeah. And it, I think it, it can be a sliding scale at times. Like if it's below a certain amount then it's X percent above a certain amount, it's Y percent. So just read the fine print on those. Uh, we don't have all the details, but yeah, make, make sure you check that out. Um, the next story, I just wanted to shout out to uh, Bob Lucas friend uh, also Grayler, who has launched Station 3, a home of artists and builders in Web3. He's got this fantastic space down in the financial district in New York City uh, workspace, and he's opening it up for folks in Web3 to come and build, giving away some space for free um, through grants for uh, artists and other teams. Uh, don't have all of the details, but Really, it's a cool initiative in, uh, and he, he hosted the Grailers meetup at NFT NYC over there, uh, as amongst other meetups as well. Really generous, really beautiful space. And it's great to see some uh, movement towards in real life in our very, very digital world. So just want to commend Bob and highlight Station 3 here for folks who are interested. Follow him on Twitter, reach out. He's working really hard on, on making this a, a great place for Web3. Okay, let's talk about some great art and great prices. Talk about my one of my favorites, reading a book by Kim Asendorf. Um, do not own any of these, but I love pixel sorting, and they're sitting at 225 Tezos. Make sure you check out these animations. These are really fun. Uh, a lot of people were exposed to this style of art, uh, also by Kim through the Artblocks curated cargo. That one did resonate well with the crowd and really introduced the style. Kim's also going to be releasing on Bright Moments next week, I believe it is. Yes, late next week or perhaps the week after May 5th through the 10th is a minting there. But that does not hit our threshold for great art, great prices. Well, this one does. The next set of art I want to talk about is from Eclipse.art, their Genesis collection. These are minting. There's some fantastic artists here. There are six pieces. Four of them are already minting. One is the Eclipse Genesis, which is free for the first thousand. 
So anybody can go and get those. Uh, and then we have Ecos and Encuadrado, Vibrant, Layers, and uh, two more coming up later. I, I believe they're releasing tomorrow, actually. They're on our release calendar, but really some fantastic art. Check it out. And, uh, you know, they will not break the bank. These are all 0.1 ETH or lower. Jared, you want to tell us about Reflejos? Can't believe I missed this one. Yeah, Reflejos is it came out uh, again. I was out, but I, I caught the the tail end of it. It is a FX hash params where the outputs were uh really curated by the mentors. There's a hundred piece collection, it is released by Juan Rodriguez Garcia. I, I've really been fascinated with this artist, and even another grailer, Artoria, was advocating for some of uh their pieces on Twitter. And I, I put up the little hush emoji uh you know the whisper because it was i think this is one of the the a i think these are beautiful i think juan is doing amazing work in general just such a great great artist and these ones even though it's had a recent run up you can see at the top there's the the low uh bid or the lowest one uh, of 80 you know it's now at a floor of 170 obviously 100 piece collection low liquidity but man some of these outputs whether it's like super uh, erratic and high ripples or just kind of splotches with low um i'll call it erraticism yeah, just the, the the coloration and the way the colors have come together i think it's just for right now 170 tez floor such a such a cool project full disclosure uh the fund owns three of them i the second i saw them i fell in love with them and in addition to that you look at the the collectorship I think it's really impressive. I mean, Lamont 2D added a bunch, Blockbird, Pixel Pete. I mean, there's just such a Kylo. It's, it's a great, it's a great base. And you can see it has a deep resonance with people. I think it's a, again, where does it go from here? I don't know. Liquidity is going to be low on a hundred piece collection once it falls off of the top 10 or 15 on FX hash. But man, dope project for a couple hundred bucks, in my opinion. Yeah, it's beautiful. Really beautiful one. Let's talk about some up upcoming releases. Jared, do you want to talk about Emily's release here? Yeah, so Emily is, Emily G is releasing a, I think it's still TBD, but let's just call it, I think I saw a tweet of hers that said roughly 100 pieces is what the algorithm's been fine-tuned towards. But as part of the the partnership with Lady Cactoid and Cactoid Labs, uh, there's going to be a mint for a smaller generative art piece with Emily G. So uh, you can see the, the output on screen. It definitely has kind of that uh, throwback to patterning and different like patchwork type pieces from the project of memories of Chilin that we all love. And, you know, it's, it's a definitely, uh, it has the vein of similarities, but yet still it's uniquely uh, its own project. I think it definitely looks as like a, a maturation of, her style, you know, from off script and, and memories, but, you know, overall I'm, I'm anxious to see what this is. It's cool to see kind of your point earlier about like artists, uh, you know, the, the philosophy could be that artists prevail over uh, platforms and just the, the connection with LACMA, the integration to LACMA and the advocacy that they're trying to do to boost for the digital art space is very encouraging. So uh, I think that there will be an allow list for this, but and then it will go public mint. So anybody on the lookout for it, if you are interested in this piece at all, um, monitor the Twitter and the official releases very, very closely because my guess is it goes pretty quickly once uh, it goes to a public mint. Yep, yep, absolutely. 
And if I recall, Jared, when we did the Twitter spaces with LACMA talking about this, um, oh, you know what? Never mind. I, I think that was more about the uh, the edition she released there. But you know, all of the releases there have some connection with art that's over there at the LA County Museum of Art. So I'm sure it'd be a really interesting and thoughtful story around the art as well. And uh, another part of that release, uh, really, that's, there's a string of releases they're doing, is one coming up from Deaf Beef. We don't have all of the details yet. Deaf Beef said yesterday the details are coming today. So we'll find out more. Um, we are you know, talking to them about perhaps doing a Twitter Spaces. Hopefully we can get the scheduling ironed out. So not sure how much we can say, but this is a really, really cool project. And I'm going to talk about Deaf Beef in a second, but in, in classic Deaf Beef stat, uh, status, that's not the right word, uh, fashion, it's extremely, extremely well thought out, audio-visual, like everything that Deaf Beef does. So super cool. Keep an eye out for this. We'll probably retweet when we get a little bit more details on it uh, or the okay to share some details, but uh, you know, really excited for this one as well. Yeah, that I would say the butt in here is just to say, hey, keep a pulse on this uh you know because we are privy to some stuff uh, in advance just super super cool progression of deaf beef uh, just uh, again uh, actually jared be a really cool project i spoke too soon 10 minutes ago deaf beef tweeted uh check this out this it's complicated but there are two collections that are releasing numenon and chrono photograph what is a chronophotograph? It is a series of pictures that depict motion. That's before we had motion cameras. And uh, Deaf Beef is doing a tip of the hat to that, creating something called a numenon, which can then create snapshots to have these series of pictures called chronophotographs. And so, you know, check out the Twitter. We'll link to this thread that talks about, you know, how this works. So again, we, we don't want to say something we're not supposed to say, but really, really cool art. Um, and really cool concept. And and again, like, well, let's just transition into artists well, to highlight. Oh, sorry. Correct me if I'm wrong, but the Numenons are all spoken for. It's really the chronographs or chronophotographs that are going to be able to be collected as NFTs. Is that? That That is my understanding. That is my understanding as well. Um, but, you know, we'll, we'll let them. Oh, yep. 16 Numenons. So the 16 Numenons are, uh, have already sold via private sale. Okay. So that is public knowledge there. But the chronophotographs, which are the snapshots of these numenons, will also be sold as NFTs. And it's 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 kind of got a like a long tail of stuff that happens with those. So um, you know, maybe you go check out check out the spaces to to hear more about that um and how exactly it works. Oh, here we go. The collection size is infinite. So it, it, it's a mind bender. We won't have enough time to get into it now, but yeah, keep keep an eye out for that, and and let you know. Let's talk about artists to highlight. Let's talk about Def Beef, super quickly. Def Beef is an OG artist, and he is an engineer. And Def Beef has really just captured the attention of a lot of OGs in the space. Makes really interesting art. All of it is is done with a C compiler, so low level programming language, not JavaScript, and it is all fully on chain. So really cool stuff. His art sells for quite a bit of money. I think the floor is, well, I think it went up recently in some of his art, but really interesting artist. All of it is typically audiovisual as well. I think it's all, I, I don't want to say anything wrong. So definitely have Deaf Beef on your radar and uh, definitely check out that release. You want to talk about James, Jared? 
Yeah, I just wanted to bring some attention. Friend of the podcast, artist to Hardy Light, James Merrill, the artist behind Ori, the art blocks curated, but also he has his one of one at Unit London that just was released. Really a brilliant individual, plays around in a lot of different areas, uh, including plotters and, and gen art. So I just wanted to bring attention because that, you know, it, and and he has a, if you have an Ori, he does these plotted versions of it that uh that he'll he'll release so just an overall brilliant individual james is obviously a friend we're biased i do hold a bunch of ori's but more than that just a good dude and a, a great artist that i'm excited to see what uh what ha the future has in store for him absolutely james is awesome and really thoughtful artist wanted to just quickly show on screen his one of one uh with unit london called every moment only for three eth it's kind of crazy how low these one-of-ones are going for. This whole exhibition has some great art, but uh, of course, biased James is uh, is 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 definitely my favorite here. And um, also, I'm also a holder of Ori. Full disclosure, not a holder of Gazers. Unfortunately, our first art to watch, uh, although it's down to a 15 ETH floor, which uh, seems feels cheap when these things were running. Only three percent listed. The floor is thin, but yeah, Jared. I mean, this this might be a time to get a Gazer. Yeah, I think for anybody who's been in the marketplace, there's a really good entry point. I mean, unfortunately, article doesn't show us the market cap versus cost basis anymore. But we, we had seen that meteoric rise at one point where it just blew past uh, the the cost basis. And, um, you know, this is it feels like the retracement that we've been looking for. Obviously, Matt Cain is a, a brilliant artist in the space, very widely collected, um, producing some amazing, amazing art. And uh, just art to watch because I think that uh, if you're in the in the marketplace, part of the reason we brought it up is we've seen some 10 wreath bids and then the floor, I think one just sold recently at 14.5. So although the floor is thin, you know, if you're open and, and seeking, there's a real good opportunity here. Yeah, a couple below 10 too. Last art to watch, Mindscape by Katie Morris. This is one of the new post-photography AI collections. I love this one, full disclosure. I own two of these. Um, and, uh, this one is just creepy in the right ways. I mean, I just, I love the scenes here that kind of are trippy that, that make you really think. And so, uh, big fan of this one and, uh, big fan of post photography AI as folks who are listening may know. So wanted to highlight this one. There's only a hundred of them, 14 listed, uh, you know, hard to say exactly where they go from here, given the market conditions, but wanted to highlight this one. That is our show, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. Glad to have you back, Jared. Want to get you out of here on time, but missed having you here. Appreciate you being back. Loving being back. Thank you for uh, welcoming me back after being gone for so long. It, it's good to be back. Um, I can't wait to, to engage with everybody once again. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And uh, excited to be here. All right. We'll see you next week, everybody. Take care. Thank you for tuning into Collector's Corner. We really appreciate you taking the time to listen. If you like this episode and want to help us out, please subscribe and leave us a review on your podcasting platform of choice like Apple Podcasts and Spotify and follow us on YouTube. Please also follow us on Twitter for announcements as we expand to other social and content platforms. Our Twitter handle is at collectors underscore XYZ. We'd also love to hear any feedback you have. So please comment or reach out. We're always striving to be more useful and get better so we can help you in your collecting journey. 
the Collector's Corner team and their guests are not registered investment advisors. All views expressed on this podcast are personal opinions and are not specific inducements to make particular investments or investment strategies and should not be relied upon for investment decisions. This show is solely for informational and entertainment purposes only. Before making any financial decisions, please consult a professional.